Here we go. Here was the question. Holy Spirit, A Course in Miracles says, The voice you hear in your brother is but your own. What would you like to share regarding this thought? And Holy Spirit said, All form is the same. I have told you this before, before, and yet within your mind you are wondering how much you should believe form. To what degree, you ask, is form real? Uh, so what we can see from this question, and I don't remember the specifics right now, maybe they will show up, but it seems like it seems like I was willing to believe that to a point maybe the world wasn't real, but somehow at some point it did become real. It's kind of like the idea of, um, you know, in the responsibility for site section, it says that we are responsible for everything that we experience, uh, where it's kind of like I believe that to a point, but then there, are, are, there comes a point where I don't believe it anymore. Like there are things that I can be victim to uh, that I would not at all be responsible for. <laughs> and I'm sure many of us have, have probably experienced that thought. So it's similar to that. It, it, it's like accepting it to a point, but then there comes a point where those ideas cannot be accepted anymore. So to what degree, I was asking, is form real? Um, and then I, and then Holy Spirit continued, I tell you that it is not real to any degree. The fear you hear in your brother's voice is but your own. If you choose to believe his fear, you are choosing to hold on to your own. Ah, yeah, yeah, now the specifics are coming back. (laughs) I'm remembering now. Is this the choice you would make? Is Fear the lesson you would learn. Um, basically, what's happening at this point was um, I was in communication with a person who had been studying the course much, much, much longer than I had. And so, you know, I, I expected, here we go with expectations again, I expected this person to be over, you know, to be, have transcended a lot of ideas. One of those ideas being financial fear, uh, fear of, you know, not surviving because of financial lack. And this, of course, as you guys know, if you're following this story, at this point in my life, financial fear was one of my largest fears because I had just left my job. Um, I had no idea at all uh, where money might come from. Um, You know, I was just absolutely terrified of financial fear. I was stepping out on trust, but the fear was there too. And so I was in contact with this one specific person that I thought would be above all of that. And, and, and uh, what happened was I heard a lot of fear in this person's words, a lot of fear about finances, uh, a lot of concern, uh, a lot. And so that began to really scare me because although I was afraid, I was also trusting. You know, I mean, I, I had both going on, but I was really obviously depending more on my trust. Because if I had depended more on my fear, I never would have left my job. So even though the fear was very high, I was, you know, betting on my trust more. And um, although I didn't at all understand yet that the mind was creative or anything like that, there was something in me that felt that if the world was not real and that if I just trusted God, things would be okay. I had that much going for me. If the world was not real and I just trusted God, I would be okay because somehow that trust 
could rearrange things so that I would be okay. That was kind of the thought in my mind. And then when I saw this brother that seemed ahead of me on the path to be very afraid of money, I began to worry, wow, is putting my trust in God, is that, is that foolish? I mean, are there, are there things that are very real in the world, like i got to make my own money? You know, I mean, so I began to question whether my trust was foolish or not. Um, so that's where this message is coming from. So again, let me, let me read what, start with Holy Spirit's answer again, and then we'll move forward with my questioning. So the Holy Spirit said, All form is the same. I have told you this before, and yet within your mind you are wondering how much you should believe form. To what degree, you ask, is form real? I tell you that it is not real to any degree. The fear you hear in your brother's voice is but your own. If you choose to believe his fear, you are choosing to hold on to your own. Is this the choice you would make? Is fear the lesson you would learn? And I said, okay, (laughs) I know exactly what you are talking about. I think I see my brother talking about a world of risk and lack. And I wonder how much I should believe in risk and lack. I am concerned about my safety and Jasmine's safety. And I don't want to be completely stupid by trusting where trust isn't warranted. This is what you want to talk about today, isn't it? Then I said, as we approach this conversation, I feel the fear within me. What if you tell me to let down all of my sensible guards? What if I trust you and then I get hurt? What would you like to share with me, teacher? (laughs) And the Holy Spirit said, Your faith is strong and your fear seems natural in a world of fear. But as long as you believe that your fear protects you from destruction, you allow your fear to keep you from knowing love. This is why it is called a leap of faith. Only by jumping will you learn there is no danger and only love is real. Only by taking your leap of faith. Um, Dave the wave here we go right here this is right back to Abraham sacrificing his son or at least being completely willing to sacrifice his son Um, you know as an example it's being willing to go all the way in order to learn that love will catch us if we never go all the way we never learn that lesson in fact I had a very small experience of that this week Um, someone asked a question and I wrote you know the question down and asked Holy Spirit to answer it and Holy Spirit did provide an answer but somewhere through the answer I knew the person who asked the question very well and somewhere throughout the answer the thought came into my mind the person's going to fear this answer. You know, this, this is not going to be comforting for this specific person. They're going to be afraid. And I began to be afraid of delivering the answer to the person. 
And so I asked Holy Spirit what to do about that. I said, I have to be very, very honest. I am very afraid to deliver this answer. Um, What should I do? And what Holy Spirit asked me to do was to go deep into my own fear. And so the the exact same thing as I'm reading here. It said, the only way to learn that there is nothing to fear is to walk directly into that which we fear. And said, when we walk directly into that which we fear, we will be caught. And that is how we will learn that there was nothing to fear. But if we avoid it, if we do not walk into it, we never learn that. And so I said, still coming from fear but not realizing it, I, I said, okay, well, can I do that before I deliver this message to that person? <laughs> can I go deeply into a fear of mine and be caught so that I will have that story to share with this person, so that I can encourage them as I'm delivering this message. And Holy Spirit said to me, would that be avoiding your fear? And I realized it would be because my fear was delivering the message. So what I had to do is tell Holy Spirit that um, I will deliver the message. And so I attempted to contact the person, um, was not able to reach them, Um, You know, the entire night passed and even a a good part of the next morning passed and I was not able to reach them. And then at some point I was going to, I was planning, (laughs) I had a plan in my mind, I was planning to sit down and read and as soon as my butt hit the love seat, (laughs) I heard Holy Spirit say, you know, type up that message. You know, the Holy Spirit wanted me to type up that message and send it to this person. So I went over to the computer and I started typing it up and, and was completely willing because I was going to walk into my fear and I was going to deliver this message. Started typing it up and right near the end of the message, right near the part that, that I actually was afraid of, but I was now going to deliver, right near the end of the part, Holy Spirit came into my mind as clear as a bell and redictated the end of the message. Um, com- and 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 it, the the redictation just made me cry. It just made me cry uh, because I knew that this is this message this person would be able to receive. And then I realized that the first message was for me. The first message was so that I could look at ideas in my mind that I needed to look at. And the idea in my mind that I needed to look at was that I could be responsible for someone else being hurt. That was the idea in my mind that I needed to look at, that I could be responsible for someone else being hurt. And if we hadn't gone through this, I would not have seen that idea in my mind. Um, so I was really, really grateful. But, but what happened is I was walking right into that fear, and once again, I was caught by the Holy Spirit. Just like, you know, you were saying, Dave, just like, you know, when Abraham was right there with the knife, ready to sacrifice his son, and then an angel of God showed up with a lamb. Um, And that's what this paragraph is saying, too. Let me just read this again. It says, your faith is strong and your fear seems natural in a world of fear. But as long as you believe that your fear protects you from destruction, You allow your fear to keep you from knowing love. This is why it is called a leap of faith. Only by jumping will you learn there is no danger and only love is real. Only by taking your leap of faith. So we can't sit back and wait to learn trust. We really do need to trust first. But when we trust first, we learn that our trust was well-placed. 
We are not let down. But we do have to take that first step. So I continued with my questioning. So I seem to have made some big changes lately, but I am still questioning whether I should hold on to my fear as a means of protection. And you are telling me to let the fear go. Just how far shall I go in letting the fear go? Is awakening... (laughs) I remember I was actually a little pissed off at Holy Spirit at this point. I was a little pissed off. So this next questioning is is actually coming from a pissed off energy. (laughs) If you hear that, it's because it was there. (laughs) Is awakening like a gentle walk in the woods on a sweet summer day? Or do I have to walk straight through the dark, looking goblins in the eyes in order to awaken? You know, I'm a little pissed off here because Holy Spirit is telling me to walk into my fear in order to learn that there is love. And I'm hearing that in my mind as you must suffer before you awaken. That's really how it's translating. And I'm getting pissed off. (laughs) So here's how Holy Spirit answers me. There are no goblins. And that's why awakening is a gentle walk in the woods on a sweet summer day. But you won't know that unless you choose to go on the hike. Now, of course, he's totally, you know, using the symbolism that I brought up, but he's making a great, great point. How am I going to learn that awakening is a gentle walk in the woods on a sweet summer day, you know, in a sweet summer day, if I never take the hike. And, you know, if I set back in fear and say I'm afraid to take that step because there's something scary out there, I'm never going to learn there's nothing scary out there. The way that I learn that love is there and that love is all around me and that love is all there is, is to put aside my fear and take the hike. And of course, you know, he used my symbolism and the way he used it made perfect, perfect sense to me. I saw that. So I said, I guess this is where the rubber meets the road, isn't it? I'm even afraid to ask the next question, but I will. I will put my faith in this voice I have learned to love and trust as an all-knowing and loving guide. Now, here's the question I was afraid to ask. What would you have me do now? 